Welcome to Caribbean Millennials. Welcome, loyal listeners, to another episode of the Caribbean Millennials Podcast. We're on episode 113, I think. 113. Yeah, we came back on 112, you know. So, yeah, here we are, another week. And welcome, unloyal listeners as well. Yeah, unloyal listeners, <laughs> first and last time. I think that's what they say, that's what we're saying now. You know? Oh, really? Yeah, that's what a lot of podcasters are saying. Or maybe it's just Joe Bednar saying that. Oh, so you ju- you're still trying to be like Joe? No, I actually haven't really been listening for a while. I was like, about to say, are you trying to break up with me and Adani and have no, me and Adani set our own podcast? Never, unless we have some accounting issues. But dun, dun, dun. Well, when you ain't making any money, exactly, how can we have any accounting, accounting issues? Exactly. Issues? So, we good. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, how was your week, guys? How was your week? A struggle. Okay. You know this. I've been um, on my deathbed for a vast majority of the week. First of all, bullshit. You've just been on your deathbed for like two days from like Thursday. Yeah. No. What are you going to say now? No. Anushka, it was like Thursday you died. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, a vast majority of... (laughs) I oh. think Thursday is when you started to notice, but I was feeling bad from Wednesday. No, no, it was Wednesday you were dying. Yes, you just, that's the day I made the, you just the didn't tea care. and all that shit yeah. for you. So, yeah, yeah um, I've been fighting allergies, and then I feel like I actually got sick. So that is you weak. You have a weak immune system. Oh. oh. My immune system was doing what it was. Osmosis Jones not working Osmosis, for you. Right? Osmosis Jones. <laughs> you know that's on Netflix now? Really? Oh, nice. Yeah, I should rewatch that. It is. To, teach, know, to teach people about vaccines. <laughs> <laughs> Dog, maybe that will get the numbers up. <laughs> yeah, you um, know, Osmosis yeah. Jones was a trustworthy guy, you know. I think I'll take the vaccine. Right? <laughs> Very. That man knew what he was about. He's trying to save the body. Boy, at uh. this rate, it's like anything, right? Like anything to convince people. Anything. Shit. Um... Yeah, but I was I was just on the struggle bus this week. I'm just kind of coming off. Okay. Hopefully this week is better. Um, how's your guys' this week? Yeah, Danny, how was your week? Uh, my week was good. Um, work from home kind of week. Okay. So, you That's know. the best kind of week, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not bad at all. But a lot done. Yeah. Very productive. Um, got in some more workouts. The good thing about working from home is that you just have more time not spent traveling yeah so you can like immediately just work out like at any point in the day and then just like jump into a meeting like hey hey, bob like you feel more productive right yeah yeah like hey bob yeah just just booting up my computer yeah i'm here with you guys you know and then just get back up do some more reps like it's so much more productive and then like you just save on gas and food and ah it's just I like I don't mind it's the office, dream. but like it just feels sometimes like it's a lot of extra work just to be in there. Yeah. Yada pack a lunch, yada pack snacks, yada yeah. pack water, yada pack juice. I want to say to you, <laughs> welcome to the dream that I've been living. For the past, <laughs> you know, oh, I, I like it. 
for the foreseeable and, future. And then if you don't leave at a certain time, then you hit some traffic. traffic and, uh, it's yeah. just, yeah. But, I, you I know, don't miss those things. But I, do, I, do, I don't mind the rotation. So one week in there, then I appreciate the home, then I go back in, then, you know, it's, yeah. So, so far, Honestly, so good. Good week. In the ideal world, if I did have to go back into an office, I think I would want a hybrid thing where it's like, I can work three days from home and you need me in the office two days. I yes. Two days. Yeah, I think I would like that. I think that like Tuesday and Thursday in the office, Monday, Wednesday, Friday at home. <laughs> yeah. it, it, as long as you give me the option as to which two days, mm-hmm. like that would be great. Yeah, or the first two days in office and then last three at home, yeah. you know, whichever. I, Because I, I don't need, I, I don't see the need to have to be in an office I would all rather the time. I mean yeah. I I don't even I wouldn't even want it so much on that schedule I would just rather it be like on an ad hoc right like when you actually need to meet in person to just like book that time to meet yeah, in person yeah. like almost treating the office like a co-working space for when you actually have to come together versus still just going and occupy a space you know that you don't necessarily yeah. like have to be there and for right you know, the funny thing is i was reading i can't remember which company it was there's a company that is moving so far with the um work from home thing that they only require people it to is. come into the office what eight times a yeah, year eight, canva eight, yeah canva yeah they only have to come into the office eight times a year and they yeah. can pick what when it, when mm-hmm. they want <laughs> I I didn't read the article. I saw the headline, and I was thinking, boy, so I could take my eight days in Chris, like during, like the week before Christmas. That sounds like heaven. (laughs) No, sometime during the summer, like two days. I was taking the first four days in January. The because nothing happened in the office in that first week, and in this, and I was in the last four days at the end of the year. (laughs) Boom! Like here you go. You've had me for eight days. <laughs> um how's your week babe oh my week's been good you know chill work N- nothing to talk about there honestly mm. like um you know working night shift i have my stuff that i work on and i i i've realized i don't care whether it's night shift or day shift i like the fact that our team has been broken up into these smaller teams so i have less people to deal with and don't get me wrong, it's not that I don't like people. I'm realizing I don't necessarily like my coworkers. Vinan, why are you lying? You don't like people. No, 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 no. Vinan, you do not like yes, people. Yes, I don't like people. Okay. <laughs> let like, me let me rephrase it. Let me let me I love you it. enough to not want a lightning bolt to shoot. Let me, your let me rephrase right it better. Um Your tolerance for Yes. My tolerance for my teammates in my in particular is very low. So the fact that I have less teammates to deal with on my shift makes it amazing for me. I don't opinion. think it's so much a personal thing with your teammates. I think that gets annoying. No, no, no. no, no, no. Uh-huh. Um, I think the way that you work is also you like to focus with minimal distraction. Yes. And they like a lot of the the conversation. The stupid and the incessant. So like. His work environment, they literally have like a team chat that's going on all day with people just talking about personal the team stuff. Team chat doesn't bother me. 
it doesn't bother that would me. bother me because no, it would be because i like... haven't muted and only alert when someone mentions me mm. that doesn't bother me what bothers me is when we have to do the unnecessary handover call between shifts mm. where we get on a call mm-hmm. where we're supposed to just say hey there's nothing to report we've cleared out all the incidents good luck on your shift but instead it turns into people talking about unnecessary things that have nothing to do with work or it turns into people giving me a recap of false positive incidents that I don't need. But in in that case, right, not to talk specifically about your co-workers, but just about the concept in general, right? Like this whole thing about small talk and whatever, right? Like people want that kind of social, you know. You have a wife, you have people at your home, go and small talk with them. We come here to work. We don't come here to small talk. Be productive. Stop wasting my time. I wouldn't want to work for a minute. No I lie. have shit to do. <laughs> you just, I, not, <laughs> could you, you imagine sitting, me working for a minute? You're sitting there on the water cooler. You're standing there on the water cooler talking to Sanja. Hey, Sanja, how's your weekend? But I just came out. Did I pay you guys to talk about your weekend? <laughs> do it after work. <laughs> <laughs> you should see his face he's like yeah like, <laughs> while you live in these four walls i need you, you to work <laughs> so if you want that. if you guys want to be friends take it outside <laughs> go to lunch facts <laughs> facts you laugh but that's my issue with my co-workers in that they forget that we co-workers first and maybe i might be your friend maybe i might like you you might be cool i might want to be friends with you but we co-workers you have shit to do. I have shit to do. And I know I have shit to do because my title has, I have acquired a title because of all the shit I have done and more shit that I keep doing. <laughs> I, I get you, but they're still in every work environment. They have that little chit chat banter. But yes, I feel like w- of what they I've overheard, they, they, they go overboard. It's not that I don't care about the banter. Mm. Here's the thing. When the meeting starts with the banter, that's an issue. Let us knock out what the meeting is about and you can chit-chat after. I, I mean, all the calls I'm on, you have the little chit-chat first and then you like get into what you're doing. It's just like you don't spend half an hour talking I about... I think part of what bothers me about it is also the fact that the supervisors want to play engineer. Either way, for me, it's a it's a thing, it's a, it's a... And you know the funny thing? I can have the small talk with people on other teams. It doesn't bother me. So, I, you know, there's a lady on another team. I small talk with her all the time. It doesn't bother me. But you know why it doesn't bother me? It's because when I message her about something that has to get done, work-related, gets that done. gets done. That's what we're talking about right now. We're mm. knocking that out and immediately, maybe when that's done, then it'll be small talk and whatnot. Yeah. I think it's, a, it's different to like when you enjoy the vibe of the people that you're working with and like kind of enjoy them as like a person and that kind of thing because i have and i'm just in in i, you're I don't in, feel, you're indifferent I'm around different about a, a lot I really, of them yeah because um, I, I have you know one of my co-workers um that when the two of us have our like regular call it's like our fun time right because we getting stuff done and we like kiki in about all yeah. kinds of things but it's that same thing where we have we coke as first we have a good work dynamic but like we've built a relationship too yeah, right yeah. 
So it's not just small talk, right? It's actual, genuine well, conversation. Well, so, here's the other thing. I think also why the small talk bothers me with my coworkers is that I know usually on those calls, I'm going to get asked a question about something that I've explained at least three other times already. So it's like, it's a small talk leading up to an agonizing question. <laughs> it's like, can we just get to you asking the dumb question so I can answer it for the fifth time and then we can get to the small talk kind kind of thing? Like, but, you know, here we are. What to do? Uh, moral of the story. You know, so. Um, <laughs> work hard. Be friends at home. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, nah, hey. but I, I, I honestly, I will say I, I do feel finance plight. Like, sometimes, you know, you just, like, you need to get things done. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because, honestly, like, in most jobs, like you don't need to be there eight hours to get whatever you need to mm-hmm. do get done. Mm-hmm. Like you so, could literally come in at eight and be done by like one o'clock. So let me let me and give you a, the rest of the days just people like you know like talking, asking yeah. you how's your weekend. Like now, like I've done what I need to do. Like I can literally yeah. just leave here for two o'clock and be, be gone. <laughs> but let me put it into perspective for you. Eh? My shift starts at 11 p.m. and it ends at 9 a.m., okay? I do as much as I can do the stuff that I have to get done that I only I can do. I don't need to involve anybody throughout the night. But when 7 o'clock hits, I have two hours to get anything else that I need to get done that involves people on other teams mm. because other teams are not 24-7. Right. People go home at 5 o'clock and whatnot. So I'm between 7 and 9 o'clock when my shift is done, when I rightfully should be going to my bed and sleep to get things done. So at that time, I don't really have time for all this small talk. Yeah. Because I try because to get out of... Because it's wasting your time. Yeah, I try to get out of this unnecessary handover call to try and get Other somebody on the AD team right. in a call for me to tell because them, yo, I found this, you to fix this. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, and and then... But then people will say things like, oh, well, you can just hand it off to the next team. No, I cannot hand it off to the next team because I don't trust the person on the mm. next team to execute the thing the way it's supposed to be mm-hmm, executed. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they have dropped the ball multiple times already. So why should I put my trust in you? Or, or, or you have people who butt into stuff that I work on and now it just convolute the whole process and speed it and, and slow it down for me. Yeah. So I do find um, when I used to be in the office because I'm a very social person. But I find (laughs) but I find being in the office that was a big distraction for me. So even like from the time I was all kind of schools I've gone to or whatever, I never used to work in the library. I always used to work in my room or work in my apartment or stuff like that because I didn't like other people in my space or whatever like if we have a group project to work on that's totally different fine but if i trying to get stuff done i need it quiet like shut down and there were times in the office like if i was really focusing on something in my office you know my door slightly open i'm zoomed in or whatever people would pass by oh why are you so serious and i'm like i'm, I'm working, working. 
exactly, exactly. Like, am I supposed to be like smiling and <laughs> like looking like a clown in your office? Looking like a clown in your office. I'm having so much fun. Yeah, like, are you okay? I'm like, no, I'm problem solving. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to, you know, like, yeah, like, like. Am I supposed to be like whistling while I work? Like, you said it, and I like singing, singing hymns. Oh, <laughs> to live long it, days. And I remember a day we had a conversation. And someone's like, "Oh, Vernon is always so you know down to business uh-huh. and whatnot." I'm like, "Cause that's what they pay me for <laughs> to do my work." Like, don't get me wrong. Like, yeah, it's all fun and games, haha, whatever, whatever. But I have we have work to do. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and and it's not like it's some you know easy thing. Whenever it happened, it happened. Like, we are cybersecurity for uh, ISP. We, it's not something you can leave for tomorrow. Mm. If you find something that needs to be fixed, it needs to be fixed today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hackers not out here, you know, <laughs> gil, 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 laughing. <laughs> I, it, yeah. Ooh, baffles me. Yeah, baffles. the whole workplace dynamic, well, workplace job, whatever we call it these days, is interesting. As we on this topic, I want to know what y'all think about this because um, I'm a mentor at a program okay. in my um f- at a school molding the youth yeah <laughs> i'm a mentor for uh in an undergraduate program right yeah. like whatever and this whole program is like training people or helping college students transition from college, college. to the yeah. real world and um one of the big adjustments now is the world they're entering now as you know working the real world is different from like what we were in you know like with covid and all of that so even meeting up with some of the other mentors this weekend like we were chatting and even bonding on like yo it felt so strange to wake up early get dressed in professional clothes and drive here because we haven't been doing this shit you don't don't even have to do this right and yeah right (laughs) so it feeling strange to like you know almost like hold people to these kind of expectations and whatnot because like is this where things are going back to or you you know what i mean and you're like not gonna lie even the whole like getting dressed was a whole traumatic experience for me because it's like my work clothes don't fit anymore so it was like a whole drama to even find you say that and that's the fastest i ever seen you get dressed Oh well, you didn't see me. <laughs> wow. You didn't even see me sweating in my closet Daddy, trying to that find was like, stuff. Like I was in bed, I rolled over and I rolled over again, and she was dressed. I was like, "Why she can't get dressed like this all the time?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, here's a thing: because I was pulling up things and they were but not going on. up. Hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on. I said that until I saw the closet after. Ah, okay, yeah. I saw the closet. Was I was like, tornado. Oh, okay. It was a tornado inside of there, but. It felt good, like talking to other people, and they had the same experience because there, there was this guy met and he say, "Yeah, man, I gained fifty pounds this year," and he say, "Like, yeah, he, I will feel on that. Yeah, I probably, I probably gained the same." I say, "I don't even want to know how much weight I gained this year," but he was like, "This last button on my shirt." <laughs> like the button up his if we like holding on for his dear Dog, life. I, I, I judging you. <laughs> Trust me, my G. Like I have, I, I don't want to lie. I have enjoyed 
this working from home thing maybe a little too much. Yeah. <laughs> I've lived my best life to yeah. the fullest and more. Yeah, now it's time to <laughs> So I think now I need to, that... you know, get my shit in order. Yeah. It's my best one life. Of, one of the things I've been trying to work on is just like trying to invite a different kind of routine, even just to say a standard waking up every time. Every yeah, day. But, that yeah. helps. But anyway, um, the kids, right, quote-unquote, um, entering the workplace as a new employee as remote, you know, like, on, like, how you feel, like... I what? feel, I, I, you know, for me, that has been a dream of mine. No, but as a college student, starting your first job I, I online, think like, good. you think it's good. I think it's good. And 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 listen and here's why I say it's good. Um it's a make or break situation for them in that you have a chance to be disciplined on your own, but also have the freedom and flexibility to be able to work efficiently. Because I I believe, I personally believe the idea of having to go into an office at 8, 7 o'clock in the morning, whatever time, and be in a seat by whatever time, and take lunch at a a specified time, and go home at a specified time, I think that's a complete waste of people's time. Facts. Some people work better in the morning. Mm -hmm. Facts. End of story. I'm that person, yeah. Some people work best in the afternoon. Some people work best where they can just freely move around and just let their brain work and whatnot. And by being at home, it 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 kind of gives you that kind of freedom because now you're in a place that you're comfortable. But for so somebody just starting, for somebody just starting, is that too much freedom? No, I do not believe it's too much freedom. Um, I, I think you let people get enough room to live their life. So either, you either, either you either, either hang yourself, yourself. yeah, exactly. or you'll or you'll use the room to tie a ship. And That's you know, simple as it is, mm-hmm. yeah. catch a fish it would be the same thing in an office. <laughs> so, if y'all had somebody who was like directly reporting to you, fresh out of college, starting online, like how would you like be managing them, or what would you be doing, like to support them? Like we'd have our little zoom, our little zoom whatever check-ins. Hey, you getting everything you need? What you need? How are you going with this? If there's something I want you to do, I will probably pull you into a meeting and show you how i want it done Mm -hmm. and send you off to execute it and have little check-ins and whatnot it just means you have to be a little more hands-on with the person Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. that's all it is which is a thing we don't have right now in offices regularly people want to hire somebody and just come in and and do the thing and know what to do immediately and it's not like that it shouldn't Mm -hmm. be like that Mm -hmm. i I don't know your company i don't know your tools how you just come in and just be able to walk on water immediately like you have to teach me some stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you just have to be a little more hands-on with the person and, you know, take it from there. Yeah, it was also interesting because um, they, like, I have to go back up there this week because there's a networking event, right? And that's stuff that they do, right? So, um, yeah, my sister going to a networking yeah. event? Okay. Um, so train them. Me. You can come. Train them what on Wednesday. Nah, good. <laughs> train them on um you know like have these little mixers and stuff so they get comfortable going up to people having conversations that kind of thing and it was interesting hearing them say about um after last year being online completely for school and stuff like that being back on campus this year it's kind of like 
a challenge for them even like to communicate with people like in person and like even, even doing that networking thing like that also feels like a push I can you, you know kind of thing so i think I get what you're saying about the productivity and like how you work kind of thing. But I think there's something happening with the like socialization and so, social anxiety and stuff the, like that. That goes to the thing I was saying earlier, a hybrid thing where mm-hmm. I work from home three days a week yeah. and I come in two days a week. Yeah, You get the social stuff and you still get the, the mad productivity from the person working. Because there's a thing, people may be on. able to talk on Zoom, but they may not be able to talk in person like how they present a lot on of them one... talk on zoom and don't put the webcam on they don't have to you don't have to see anybody they don't have to no, see no but you. i mean just their skills of like being yes. able to present and talk on yeah, zoom but it's easier for you to present if you don't have a webcam on and nobody's seeing as i'm saying a lot of right. people do that they 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 nobody's seen them so they have the confidence mm-hmm. or you have to talk to somebody in person and they see right. you, you're making eye contact and or they, they're not even making eye contact that's a thing no but too. I'm saying the other person making eye contact yeah. and that making them uncomfortable uh, exactly and yeah exactly. so yeah. you know yeah it's so. a I think we're at a point where and hope I'm hoping this is what comes from this where we we move away from this old this old time thing of you know you have to be in the office by eight o'clock and you take lunch at this mm-hmm. time or whatnot. And we move to more of a hybrid type system, like I say, where we can do a you know three days at home, two days at two days in the office type thing. Because I think it'll get more productivity. And and you know what's funny? I say that thing about taking lunch and whatnot. Um, this week the CEO of our company sent us an email right about. When he came in, we have a new CEO. He came in and he put out this thing where he wants people to email about dumb policies. Apparently, <laughs> so it's dumb policies at FTR.com. Yeah. That's the email address. <laughs> Apparently, there's a dumb policy where we must take lunch at 12 o'clock. What? I never knew of this. Never ever knew so of if this. You're because not angry. when I was in the office, I was taking lunch at 1 o'clock, 2 mm. o'clock. My boss was taking lunch at 11, 10, 15, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So apparently, but that's how, how it should be. Everybody to take lunch at 12 when you need to have coverage. So, because they have a thing saying how you must take lunch, I think it's it's five hours into five, your into yeah. five or six hours into your shift mm-hmm. or whatnot. That made no sense. That's a dumb policy. So I think yep. we have a lot of these dumb antiquated <laughs> policies in the workplace that I think this pandemic should hopefully get people to revisit and you know yeah. rethink and want I, to you know personally that at work and government offices need the whole revamp of like yes. dumb policies. Mm. Like you, sure. see, you see, you see that thing of the government office. Nobody there. Nothing can get done. You see that thing of work starting at eight, right? But the of, the government office that's supposed to take people opening at nine, right? So you literally cannot go there at all. Now they going on lunch from eleven thirty to one thirty, right? You you see customs, you see customs. <laughs> anyway, now they closing cash at two thirty now. You not even a teacher can get there. To pay something, right? Like, to do any business in town, you literally have to take the day off from work to go and do things in town. So how does that make any sense in the productivity of being at work? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Adani, <laughs> even antiquated things like the bank closing at a certain time. What time the bank is closed during the week? Not something like two thirty or some madness. Two like o'clock. That. Two o'clock. Still? And then on a Friday it opened till five or something like that. And since COVID they've reduced their hours. So it's no even worse. Because listen, because and I remember when I was working at Scotia, I would be at work from six thirty in the morning, six thirty seven o'clock in the morning, close out at two o'clock, and I just there till four o'clock. Mm. Like, it's just it's I don't know, it's just like this is how it's always been done. Um mm-hmm. and yeah, we're just going to do it that way until yeah. because it's always and, been and that's broken. What, that's what they've been fighting at not fighting, but that's what they've been challenging at our company saying it's time to stop saying we do this because we've always done it this way. Exactly. If you feel like there's something that we shouldn't be doing, let's talk about it and revisit it versus the just policies. doing... Because the, <laughs> like for us, there, there's a, overdoing things for how many years, a lot of processes have become overcomplicated yep. and they try and streamline and simplify everything right yeah that that needs to be done a lot businesses Mm -hmm. um government like that massive stores right you can only use your points at the store which is supposed to be your home store really come on right so per chance if i am up north right and i'm trying to shop because you know i'm just in Rodney uh-huh. Bay for the day. No points I have to either. drive down to my home store, which might be Caldesac, might be Viewfort, might be Castries, might be Gablewoods. Drive down there just to use my points. Right? Wow. Like I don't like I don't know how people think of things and then they like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Like <laughs> like th- this a group of people sat down and thought this idea made sense. Like, come on. Yeah. Like, come on. And the, everything to do with like government where you have to register this building go to that building pay yeah, bring the people boy. back to that build like it, when it like, was time to change my name um when we were was it after, after yeah after we after, got married after yeah. we got married you and came i home had for christmas right yeah, and i had family. to renew um re- renew my i had to get a new um i had a new thing. id card right and i number i think well, so it was a thing. I had to go to the electoral office. I had to go and pay for something at the treasury, which is a different location. Then I had to go to NIC, NIC, NIS, whatever it is. Waterfront. To then get a letter to, to take back, back to, to the electoral Mama. office. Right? Like... What? At that point, you say, why well, shouldn't I marry me? <laughs> <laughs> At this point, I should have just boy. kept my uh, common law. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> um, yeah. Y'all said it right. It's not because it's something we have done. means it's something that must keep happening. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing wrong with revisiting and trying to make things more efficient. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if people just afraid to challenge it. I don't know what it is, but yeah, something you have to you have to give. You have to I, change. I I think it's two things, right? I think people come in there and they want to do new things, try new ideas. They're excited, and then like leadership just shoot them down. squash. Yeah, squashes them down, squashes those ideas down. So those people they stay there a couple of months, a couple of years, and now they're just like, 
Mwem, mwem, and well, you know, I don't want is, to be involved. The last time I tell me about that, he tell me mind my business, do my thing. So oh. let them, yeah. So that's how it's done. I'm going to do it and I'm going to get paid and I'm going to do exactly what they say to the littlest amount of effort I can. Yeah. <laughs> well, and on the thing of the littlest amount of effort, right? It's like sometimes people try and make these efficiency changes on a small level. And that's based on silos, right? Like, it's not based on, okay, what we really need to rethink okay. about the whole Hold process. On. I know what you, uh, let me a prime example here. Eh? Registry is mad freaking efficient with how you can get a birth certificate well, but, and on that's, a computer and, and what. And that's what I was going to tell you. I also had to go to the registry and get a yeah. A copy. When you like, went there, it was no problem. Yeah, eh? like, it was nice and four easy. Four stops. I walked down that. Way yeah. It was nice and easy. Registered registry, computerized. You go there. Mm-hmm. They 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 print out a certificate. Easy. Mm-hmm. But for you to go and get your ID card changed or get a passport, you have to go here, go there. Now I think the electoral what? office was not bad, but they just small. Right, like I think, yeah. and uh, even like that, right? Like the decentralization of su- services, right? That each one is in this building and that building, and you know, that just whatever. Makes, like yeah. if you if you need to get your license, then everything should be in that one building. If Correct. you need to renew your um, ID or you know electoral stuff, all that stuff connected, one building, Magic. like Magic. you know. If I don't <laughs> think they necessarily have to be in one building. All the systems, no matter where the buildings should are, be should be connected. Other, you yeah. should have one database because everybody have an NIC number that links them. Well, you and have he- that one well, database. So, so there is a linkage, you know, because, but the thing is, here's the thing. I had to go to NI, whatever. NIC. NIC and go and get a letter from them. And on the letter had a code on it. And that's the code that the electoral department was going to use to sync up whatever on their end. Um, but that could have literally just been um, send requests, get requests. You know what I mean? Honestly, like, all of this stuff should just be online by this point. Like yeah, in, back like, end, yeah. right? At, like, at the most, you should just have to go and pick something up and verify your identity yeah, like they, they not even that right like they could have even just had a back-end tool right like a generator or whatever pick up the phone call somebody whiskey scenario you know what i mean like oh anyway i <laughs> i know that's the world we live in honestly um and i you know Adani, you said it perfectly in that a lot of these people come in with bright ideas and they get squashed mm. by superiors or people that have been there longer. And I am realizing it. A lot of you see the older generation, not a knock to anybody, but the older generation in management, they're very resistant to change. But some of very. them probably also got knocked too. Yes. So they may very. also be jaded. They're very resistant to change. And I, I, I saw it in my job when we hired a lot when we hired supervisors and the 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 things that the supervisors wanted us to do the antiquated things Mm -hmm. be it like the shift handover they want us to write out a document whether we have anything to report or not we need to write a document and if you have nothing to report you need to put nothing to report on the document (laughs) does that make sense to you 
in there. That sounds like a yeah, so well, I that's ask, how we've I always ask, done it. <laughs> I asked my supervisor the other day, what use are these documents to us? And I tell him before you even answer, because I can tell you right now, when we get audited, the auditor does not care about these documents. They don't want mm-hmm. to see that. What the auditor wants to see is the logs in our tools, mm-hmm. the past incidents. They don't care about these things. So who are these documents serving? They want nobody the data, is going to. They don't want the report, nobody is yeah. going to reference these documents. Nobody cares. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Oh yeah, just to appease that other supervisor." Because and I'm like, "So, so we you're do just it? doing things for people's egos." So yeah. So now we do. Yeah, it basically, somebody thought it was a good idea. So it's now, yeah, we have to do this this way. Yeah. But it, it has no bearing on anything else that you have to do. They cannot... They, so I know some of them are not happy about this work-from-home thing to the point that some of them, when they're on shift, they want their team in a team's call with them the entire time. Whether you have anything to say or not. You just sit on the call. If you have nothing to say, mute your microphone. You just there's one thing call. I hate is that micromanagement... Yeah. Like life, that like nothing annoys me to 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 that end. Like, Whew. like <laughs> honestly, yeah, like yeah. it's just <laughs> like it's either you can do your job or you can't. Like no level of micromanagement going to. Well, and didn't you hire me because you thought I was capable? That's what I was. That right there, you hired me because you you thought I was capable. So you should trust me to let me do what I have to do. Mm-hmm. And or if you have concerns. Let me know, Let me know. What, what they are, right? Let me know what you expect of me. Mm-hmm. And we can take it from there. You don't need to be hovering But over you know the people who are micromanagers don't admit that they, they are, are micromanagers. They don't see themselves as micromanagers. No, they don't. Nope. Yeah. They, don't. they see themselves as running a tight ship. And this is how they need to be kept in line. Wait, wait, wait. wait, 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 wait. You you see what you just said? That's exactly what the man said. He (laughs) runs a tight ship. That's exactly what he said. That's how we keep you um, workers in line, you know, because without these rules, you guys would just, you know, be playing football all day long and nothing would (laughs) get done. Uh, uh, Daddy, you hit the nail on the head. eh? (laughs) And, you know, I can't trust you to manage yourself. That's why I have to manage yourself for you. Don't ask for if you're working at a call center. My word. (laughs) I think people, if they can wrap their mind around the fact that the workplace has evolved, especially given how after COVID happened... Yeah. These people don't know how much productivity they can unlock. Yeah. So let's talk about this, right? Because um, this also came up this week on something I saw online about the workplace evolving and companies evolving and changing, as well as a conversation I had, right? So I was on LinkedIn this week and, you know, scroll, scroll. And. I'm seeing, hold on, hold on. <laughs> and then I'm seeing, um, I am so proud to work um, for Salesforce. I just started a job at Salesforce, whatever, whatever. And talking about breastfeeding. What? Right. How we go from Salesforce to breastfeeding? Oh boy, well, this is interesting. Right. So that's why I was like, excuse me, what? Stop. What? So, so let's slow down to read. So she started working at Salesforce and she already has three kids, no intention to have any other children. But um, one of the benefits that Salesforce 
offers for new mothers um, is relating to new mothers who are breastfeeding. And when she had her children, when she went on or came off of maternity leave, literally two weeks later, she had to be traveling and she was pumping and, you know, trying to freeze her milk and whatever to save. And it was, you know, years ago where things were not as, you know, they are now. And TSA made her dump her milk. And, um, could be a bomb. <laughs> no, but th- that's a serious thing, yeah. right? For yeah. for mothers, the whole yeah. like having to dump breast milk after that. Yeah. And like she started crying, they pull her in a back room, you know, like know. very traumatic kind of experience. Vernon. Vernon. Boy. But anyway. Don't know. She could have caused the next 9 11. Anyway, Vernon. You're wrong. Wow. Yeah, Too you're soon. wrong. You're wrong. You're Too wrong. Soon. You're really Too wrong. Soon. You're yes. So it's like a year. It's like a day later. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. You know? Anyway. A decade later. Well, Let me finish my story. <laughs> a decade. Yeah. 9-11-2001. 20 years. Yes. Twenty years. Two decades. <laughs> I don't save. <laughs> Even worse. Anyway. anyway uh, um. She had to dump for her milk. some people. It was like it was yesterday. Never forget, but forget that slavery. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Wow, <laughs> she had to dump her milk. Um, but Salesforce has partnered with a company now that they um save milk, facil- breast milk, basically, right? So, I knew that. Uber from, breast milk. <laughs> from your hotel room, they'll help you ship your breast milk directly to your home so you don't have wow. to go through first that whole all, thing. So that is a benefit that Salesforce offers for new mothers. First of all, that's genius. Mm-hmm. Okay. That company. Yes. Genius. Right. All right. But, but then, but the then even like the business model, right? Because then company, they're going to get those contracts on a large yeah, corporate business, you know, that yeah. contract, right? But... um. The conversation that it was bringing up was one, how much COVID, you know, since COVID or whatever, it has like humanized the like professional work, you know, like oh, kind now they of, view you as humans, you know, exactly. Now they want to give you the time off for your mental health, correct? Like or oh, you can work from home or unlimited PTO yeah. and. Right, you know, these kinds of alone. these kinds of things, right? And I I get you saying it like a kind of a no, way. I'm saying it a kind of way because what is happening is they realize in the pandemic when all the coworkers were locked at home working from home, they were getting maximum work from them. Mm-hmm. They were getting even more than they were getting from them when they were coming into the office eight to five, sitting in a chair taking only one hour lunch. And but at the same to, time, so as at the same time, they, people are also going through the whole the great resignation thing that's happening right now yeah that's so it's one. like <laughs> treating people as humans right versus oh you're just a worker and i don't care about your personal and family life and that kind of thing because companies are having you know it's apparent that they have to right because it is a whole person right like if you 
you know, came on the job and you went through this whole traumatic breastfeeding experience, it was because you were doing your job, (laughs) you know? Right. Right. So it's like meeting those gaps and meeting people as people. Right. And I know a lot of these US companies are often, you know, starting to offer these benefits for mental health days, personal things. They didn't? Nope. Okay. I found that out in the, the dumb policies email. There was no paternity leave. Okay. Apparently, starting 2022, there's going to be paternity leave. Mm. Okay. Um, Re- now you can now you can make those plans. Bruh, whether, whether they had it or not, I would have make my plans and do what eh? I want. Oh. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, if it came down to that, I would hey. not be to stop me. Okay? Hey. okay? Because, no, you see, here's the thing. Eh, um, Anushka, you brought it up, this whole thing of the great, re- the great resignation. Mm-hmm. And while I agree, yes, you know, leave a job and go and find that better job and whatnot, um, there's this thing I've seen people put per- perpetuating online now about, oh, the you don't need the job, the job needs you. They have a job that's paying better. About, oh, just leave that and go for the better job and whatnot. And and people saying, oh, it's an employee's market. You'll have the power, not the employer, and whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, people need to stop saying that. I'm not saying it's not true, but you don't know everybody's circumstances. Not everybody has that power. You should not be telling somebody who don't necessarily have a savings to up and leave their job to go and look, go and take a next job or look for another job somewhere else. Because what they say is about, oh, even if you do have the next job line up, leave, you'll find the next well, here's job. The thing. People will always say what they have to say. You as an individual have to take what's right exactly. for you, right? And, like, and But you also have to realize sometimes you don't have to go so drastic as to leave the job. Sometimes just go and speak and say you need more. Ask for more. It depends, baby, right? Because people could genuinely be miserable, unhappy, no, 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 no. under miserable tyrant, unhappy, yeah. you know, be manager, gone. that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, that's it for you. Yeah. That's stressing you out. That making you high blood pressure. You in yeah. the doctor office, you dying kind of thing. Then yeah, maybe it's time for you to think of a new job, career change, that kind of thing. But let me. But if you you like your job, you like the company, but you just well, I just again that X amount of money that I need. Mm. Sometimes maybe just go and have a conversation. Well, but here's the thing. Sometimes go and app- you can have the conversation. If you don't get it, you don't get it. Still apply for the job. And try and tell them, hey. And tell them, hey, I got this offer somewhere exactly. else. It's 90 or you 100 need to play the game. or whatever. Sometimes right? you need to play the game. And, um, Call the bluff. But, uh, but there's, some exactly. people who ha- there's some people who have done that and then their company then magically found the money, right? And then we're willing to offer them everything. And they're like, mm, I'll leave because I, I, I like, I had to go through so much, you know, to, if you had it for me anyway, right? So it was so easy last minute when you felt threatened that I would actually leave, you know, to get it. But I wanted to Well, say, I mean, as a company, that's that's life. Yeah? That's the game. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's the game. <laughs> yeah. Um, what I was going to say is, you know, you're seeing these trends from these um, American or, you know, other companies. 
doing those things for humanization, mental health days, you know, like this starting thing. And it's like, when will we slash are we seeing, you know, Caribbean companies going to start Boy, implementing so certain, you know, benefits and stuff like that huh. for their employees, right? <laughs> like, I'm just saying, right? Like, if it's a, you know, a, a global understanding, right? Like, when and how, and I, I understand each each country, each company and whatever is different. So I hear you say, ha, but it's like, you know, in countries like, you know, Jamaica and Barbados and stuff like that, would you see more of it, right? Here's the thing. Um, At tech companies, would you see more the, of it? So here's the thing. For me, I don't think it matters what the country is like. I think there are little small steps you can take in every every, every country, com- mm. everywhere, every part of every country, company every or every country, company and country. Mm. There are little small steps they can be taken to try and make their employees feel, you know, like I recognize you, human, and I know you have things that happen, and you know, there, mm. there are things you can do. It don't have to be so big as oh, work from home forever kind mm-hmm. of thing, but there could be little more things you could be doing, mm-hmm. you know. To make your 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 employees feel you know valued, appreciated. Because yeah. the thing is, I I I don't know how people are not recognizing this yet. When your employees feel valued and appreciated <laughs> and happy, you get more from them. Yep, exactly. You usually get more from them. They usually give you more. They they're more productive. They want to come to work. They're more helpful with customers yeah. and that kind of stuff. So for me, you need to you. Daddy, you know the age old story of you going to a store or somewhere in the Caribbean and the lady at the desk have a face all set up already mm-hmm. before you even reach there. <laughs> when you get there, it's a Hark- cool at- it's a Harken back to our customer service episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you all know these stories. You don't think if this lady was happy for a job and you know more she would come in and she would be happier to Well, do her but job? I mean also some of that is not on the employer at all. Some of them just okay you know, now that's a different thing if that's not on the employer yeah okay but then that's on the employer that means mm-hmm. the employer did everything they have to do mm-hmm. now it's the employee's issue they need to leave and go and figure out this shit or whatnot but it's <laughs> give the people the tools to either fail or succeed mm-hmm. don't make it a situation where somebody leaves and they say oh they didn't give me the tools mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. If they have the tools and then they fail, well, then that's on them. It's not on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I I think that's well said. Yeah. It's really. I I just think we just people just need to evolve. Like, I think people are so worried about you know like what people will do if they don't and they're on their back twenty four seven. And that might be a, a um, that might be a, a issue based on four hundred years of our previous predicaments. You know, but, I, I don't um, want to say it, but you put it the right yeah, way. Yeah, but like the, at some point, you know, you have to be like, okay, yeah, like let's at least try it. Like at least try it. Like sometimes your employees might surprise you, your management might surprise you. Like you know, at least Look. try it. If it can work for multi-billion dollar companies like Google, where people taking naps at work, all kind of thing, how relaxed. You don't think maybe you can, you know, 
relax and feel like ease up. Well, and that's the thing, right? Like, I feel like our like work culture in the Caribbean is so like buttoned up, right? Right, and, like, on your back, prim and I, proper, but, yeah. and, you know. Um, the other thing I was thinking when we said about the great resignation was that that's an opportunity for people in the Caribbean to even start offering like certain remote services right to um, you know companies um, in other countries right yeah. It was a big opportunity before, but you know, just depending on the market and the niche, right? Like, I think it's, it's all. I think a it's a big opportunity. Massive, it's you know, market. Been. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and more than just call centers and and business processing. A hundred percent more than right? call like, centers. Proper, like people can make such yep. a good living doing freelancing, writing, yep. editing, data um, entry, coding, data entry, personal, um, online digital personal assistants. Like, yep, there's so many graphic design, right? Like, oh, yep. big time. And if you can be making US dollars and living, you know, in the Caribbean, like, I think that's, that's the ideal the situation, recipe. yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm working towards. That's the ideal yeah. situation. Yeah. And I mean, that could even start a business for you, right? If you find other people, right, that you can subcontract to and stuff like exactly. that and start offering yeah. even more services and yeah. and that kind of thing, right? Like, look at India, right? India does so much um, modern development and stuff but with that entire model and that's what they're known for you how many times you also india in um the olympics very rarely yeah but you whoa, know whoa, whoa. i know what you're saying uh, i saw india in the olympics yes but i'm saying compared to like no, per no. capita by like for how big it is yes i get what you're saying yeah but nonetheless i'm not saying they were not there okay Alright, yeah, can you make it like the Indians were all the men doing they're so busy just working making money and yes. making money that nobody have time for sports. Because I feel there's an Indian <laughs> fella in high jump, there's an Indian fella in um skeet shooting, there's one in archery. They, they, they were there. They were there, trust yeah, okay. me. I was watching them, you know? It was bad. You know what they were doing. There's a fella in short foot. Okay, the fella's there, up to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, they they have the opportunities there. It's for us to just, you know, seize them. And I think, honestly, like you said, this is the time to do it. Eh? Like, the way the whole work landscape has changed, like, dog, anybody, now is the time for people to try and step up and try a thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not business as usual. No. <laughs> Episode title. Uh, Thanks. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I just nice. yeah, really it isn't business as usual anymore. Um and it's so interesting. It, well, interesting and sad that I take a pandemic to shake up this for us and like break the norm. I mean sometimes I mean in the history of the world, right? Like that's what has happened, right? That's what you think about it. Major events that literally shake things up and yeah. have you question, right? Like Think about it. Technically, before slavery you're in, eh? you have to yep. wake up to go to the plantation at a certain time, work for a certain amount of time, take your one-hour lunch, then go back home and wake up and do it all over again. Eh? 
directory. And then you had the mass, the, the, the your boss on your back watching over well, you. Well, and the thing is, you, you have you whatever it? anxiety that you have to. But nobody care about that. Nobody <laughs> care about that. You have to kind get of the job done. Yeah, manage that. Cry later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or cry while you. But the thing it. is, it was also idealized. Like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm the badass. Hey, hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Now here's the thing, eh? Because you you waded into a territory there that, um, a thing I've seen online recently of the, oh, um, I would never want to work a nine to five, like a nine to five. So that's a because I no, get no, what no. you say. No, no, no. Hold on, hold on. You were not. No, I'm saying that breeds into another topic yeah. that I thought of. We spoke about that before. Yes, where people are saying about oh, I never want to work a nine to five. Mm-hmm. Uh, nine to five is for losers. How y'all can do that and da, 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 whatever, whatever. And oh, you you were making no money working a nine to five and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And yes, why people idealize like oh, that's what you're supposed to aspire to having a job that you go to and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It is, but it isn't for everybody. Yeah, so let me I think that's the thing people eh? need to understand. Adani has been seeing for Who? the last three, four years, I don't, maybe longer, at least however long we've been doing this podcast, and tell me for Adani has been a major proponent for trades. Trades, trades, trades. Do yep. a trade, do a trade, whatever, right? Y'all, now more than ever, especially me having a house and I have to pay. The fridge man, three hundred and fifty dollars. Oi, that hit my heart. Eh? Uh, uh, me. For for less than an hour of work, but Oi. I cannot do it. So yeah, sure. Here you go. Right, Adani. <laughs> that, that's my brother. My heart to the, get that receipt the, for that. The fridge man, the irrigation man, the the grass man. The okay, so talking, uh, yeah, right, but no, but it's true. And okay, so here's the thing, and that's what I was about to say. Everybody said the people who online saying about oh, I can't work a nine to five and blah blah whatever, whatever. Oh, somebody then, has to be the worker, may say, not even that. Uh, the the guys we had do the concrete Street. work outside our, our, our little patio house, in the right? front stone work. Uh, what people not understand, somebody has to be the if everybody's an entrepreneur, who's the worker? <laughs> well, but I mean, somebody have to be the worker. You need the worker to buy from the entrepreneur. Uh, but I mean, the entrepreneur need the worker. If everyone, everyone needs a. If everyone is aspiring to have a house, a, a board, right? Who takes care of the things and the details of the house? Exactly. Right? When you want to repair, when you want to fix, when you uh um things just carpentry, right? You want built-ins, you want furniture, you want stuff like that. And anyway, that's a whole other topic in itself. Yep. Needless to right? say, what I was coming to say is that I think there's a balance. All right? Yes. It's not everybody should be an entrepreneur, everybody should be a worker. There's a mm-hmm. balance. Mm-hmm. It's not yep. for everybody. One is not for everybody. Same way everybody that's cannot be a YouTuber. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. some people make very good money being a 9 to 5 person. Eh? That people getting paid millions of dollars to be a nine, going to work 9 to 5, eh? VP of this, well, EVP that, of that, whatever, whatever. There was a lady I met this weekend. She was uh, a VP of talent management at Warner Brothers in LA. Right? So, and she was saying she was making more money than she could have ever imagined. Okay. But she woke up one day and she realized she wasn't happy. And um, she realized what she really wanted to do was help people and when she looked at her life like she had a strained relationship with her son because she was never there 
and she, when she was there, she was stressed out and whatever about her work. So she's she just say she just if you're if an empty jar is your life and you fill it with what you want, you can always take the jar, flip it over and, and empty reset. it and reset. Yeah. And that's what she did, and she's happy, you know. Funnily so, enough, I just I just had a, this conversation short, but with somebody. Um, that was basically saying a nine to five is a scam and whatever. whatever and I'm oh just telling, Lord Jesus. like I'll just explain to them, like anything can be a scam and anything cannot be a scam. Mm-hmm. I'm it's sure there are some nine to fives where people aren't treated properly and people aren't treated well, but there are some people who love their nine to five. Adani, they wake up every morning and they love their job. Uh-huh. You know what I've realized? Every time somebody calls something a scam, it's because the thing did not work out for them. People need to understand, not because something doesn't work out for you, that means it is a scam. thing is a throwaway, yeah. It may yep. not have worked for you, it's working for somebody I, I else. I'm tired of debating people on social media about college being a scam. I'm like... <laughs> college the, was a scam. The degree you chose to go exactly, at college is a scam. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> what, I, what I paid for IT and cybersecurity, or what we paid for IT and cybersecurity, and you paid for philosophy. And now okay. you cannot get a job in philosophy. Well, and here's the thing, right? You like, can work yes, at philosophyburgers.com, you know? Like, yes, the prices for certain colleges and whatever are expensive, but getting You do have to. But if you get scholarships and stuff, it's not really a scam, eh? <laughs> you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Like, There's some people that don't pay anything, so correct, what, they scam the school? Correct, correct. <laughs> and here's the other thing, right? The, when you really break down, at least for my university, and we and it's the same university when and sister going to now, you breaking down of the fees, right? Mm-hmm. And you seeing, um, you getting healthcare, you getting um events, okay. you getting services, you getting you know all, right. all of these. Um, you can benefits. get counseling. You yes, yeah. it's benefits, right? Because when I was in my master's program and I went through my breakdown, I had free counseling, and I was paying for that, right? So <laughs> it's like you can it, call it, it a scam, but yeah, it, it's setting up. It's 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 what pays for the infrastructure of these cities, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So when people it, say it was that, just very um, funny to me yeah. because. I there as an international student paying the max. You there as a US mm-hmm. student paying the exactly. minimum, and it's a scam. But you also doing philosophy and um, archaeology, yeah, and nothing I, about nothing wrong with those degrees. Yeah. But if you're going to do that and expect to just get the first job out of college, mm-hmm. and six you know, yeah, like six figures, right? And then you go to you're going to be on the side of a pyramid in Gaza or Egypt well, and you're going to be making, you know, millions. Like, you know, like, be realistic. That's an education or ignorance thing, right? Or choosing to be ignorant choosing thing, right? Be ignorant. Because, yeah. yes, I agree. College and stuff is expensive. Student loans and stuff can really be a trap that set people up poorly or whatnot. Yeah. But at this point, people know that. Yeah. Right? And back yeah, then... It's people not knew that, 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 right? It's not only that they know that, uh, I guarantee you there are people out there putting the information yeah, as to how they. to avoid those things, mm-hmm. how to get this scholarship, and not how to, to get it, the, right? that grant. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I so much so, you know, I've met um, high school seniors recently and they saying, oh, they just want to go to college and get finished with their degree and do something that will just make them endless money because they are trying and do this student loan 
bullshit or whatever. Okay. So this girl saying she going and do nursing because she had nursing pays. She don't really give a shit about it, but you know, Boy. It, yeah. it's, it's funny, you know, because I remember when I was just starting, I remember a lot of people were doing nursing, right? Mm. And right now these same people are like wow like the money is good but the stress is unbelievable mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right like to Hours the point where they work in for like two months and then they have the next two months off because those two months mm-hmm. were so hard 12 hour shifts back to back to back yeah. like you know and and like some people just try and make as much money as they can and just leave find another job <laughs> Like, for some people, it's just like, yeah, I'm just going to make money to do my own business and then I'm going to, mm-hmm. like, leave this career. So, I mean, if that's what you want to do, then just be yeah. aware of, of that fact. Like, don't go into it thinking, like, you know, it's all, you see what you, you say know, there, Danny? silver right. lining. <laughs> I think people need to really research and look into these things before they just jump in and whatnot. It's not always you, you know. But looking, also be open because you could jump in and it could not be a exact, fit. Exactly. Yep. That's what I was about small. to say. Yeah. You have to be prepared to pivot also. Mm-hmm. You get in there and it's not what you thought it would be, it's not what you want it to be. Dog, I thought I was going to do accounting and law. No, like, they have nothing where? with pivoting and moving out yeah. huh? <laughs> of uh, going somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Nothing at all. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. It doesn't make you less of a person. It doesn't mean you're a failure. It just means you valued your mental health. It wasn't a fit for you. You weren't comfortable. You move on to something else that you prefer. That's all. Very mm-hmm. mm-hmm. true. And and I think the main thing is people cannot keep letting money be the driving factor. Because... Ooh. That will drive you That's to be deep. insane. The grave, yeah. To your grave. Mm-hmm. You chasing deep. that dollar. Mm-hmm. That will kill you faster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Doctor is making mad money. You, not everybody out here cut out to be a doctor. Eh? Some Max. people start start the, the 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 process like, oh, that's too much, and they leave. But you know, I mean, look at this the the systems of work and people not taking them taking care of themselves is what's giving um doctor's job security you get what i'm saying like <laughs> oh so true don't chase that dollar the, the doctors and the um um funeral directors and <laughs> um, <gasps> counselors and all of them <laughs> giving them job security yep pretty much so you have any closing yeah. words any you know thing for the people yeah. Adapt. 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 The world is constantly changing. If you stand still, you're either going to get run over or you're going to sink. Right? So regardless of what you're doing, regardless of if you're a manager, a boss, a company owner, an employee, like you have to think chess, not checkers. Right? Even if you're going to school, and you're starting a degree, think chess, not checkers. Look long-term, right? Vernon and I, for example, we look long-term down the line. Boy, endless night very searching. Very long-term down what the line. What are yeah? people going to be looking for? Not just in IT, but like in the future, right? I remember we had come to the conclusion it was either AI, cybersecurity, or robotics. Yeah. And we went cybersecurity, you know, but you know, easily could have gone robotics or AI or I something. I almost else. went AI. Yeah, in the so beginning. machine Remember learning. Remember, I was coding yeah. and that kind of and stuff. cloud, cloud technology. Yeah. So you know, and you can still 
do courses on that and expand, but you know, we wouldn't just hey, this is what's popular now. Let's do this now. And everybody got a computer science degree. Everybody got a computer science degree. Everybody wanted to do IT. Everybody wanted to do law, accounting, become a doctor, right? And there's a need for these things, but these things are also so hard to get in sometimes. I know some of my friends that's still in medical school. Like, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Like, and we started around the same time. Some gave up and they decided to become nurses or anesthesiologists. Um, you know, some changed their major entirely. Like, they went environmental science mm-hmm. or, you know, biological... Um, biotechnology science and the thing is what i wanted to say is the fact of that is right like you are the architect of your own destiny right so it's like they went those paths because like you say they were willing to adapt and say you know what maybe this is better right like do i really want to continue down this road for the next four years or like let's go am i more passionate about you know this Mm -hmm. exactly that Mm -hmm. exactly that so just be aware of where you want where you want to be where you are now and what the future will be like as well you Mm -hmm. cannot predict the future but you can at least make take steps that will help you Right. When the time comes. Well, yeah. If, if you, you don't know what the future holds, mm-hmm. you know what you want your future to look like or feel Very like. Very true. You know Very what I mean? True. Like yeah. you know how you want to live, mm-hmm. and the question is: Is this path that I'm going for aligned with the future that I see for myself? Very true. Right? Yeah. Exactly that. Yeah. So, a quick example: If you decided five years ago that you were going to work in a factory, you would be in for a bad time right now because mm-hmm. factory jobs are being closed by like the second and they're being replaced by robots. robots. Now, if five years ago you decided you were going to work in robotics, all now so you now are you live in large because mm-hmm. companies are looking for people to not only manage those robots but build new ones build update them, yeah. software make it better make it more Maintain, efficient yeah. so it's all about playing chess not checkers not just in small things but in large aspects of your life mm-hmm. yeah. um Adani said it right i think Begrill said it better hey. revise adapt overcome serious that that's that that's basically what says it. Yep. And and you can see that's exactly what companies did during COVID, right? COVID hit, they improvise, mm-hmm. work from home. They see it's still going on and they see they maybe they get mad productivity, they adapted to that. Mm-hmm. The ones who make it they overcame the whole thing and now they mm-hmm. tell you, oh, work from home and mental health day and unlimited PTO and mm-hmm. this and that and whatever, whatever. That's why you have to be in life, though. Yeah, both our com- both of our companies yeah. have been doing culture surveys and stuff yeah. since you know the taking pandemic. the temperature, what people want, mm-hmm. what people do like. Mm-hmm. That's what you have to do in life. So yeah. Um, but guys, you know, it's been another episode, another thrilling episode. You know, deep conversation. You know, <laughs> hot topics. Um, let us know what you all think about. You know how things are going in the workplace how you'd like it to change what you know improvements you'd want to see in places like the caribbean workwise and whatnot and you know just give us your general thoughts on the episode um it's been another episode of the caribbean millennials podcast wow